the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. Good evening, everybody. I'm just so glad that you're here this evening. And if you're watching online, we just want to say welcome to you. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. This is Wednesday night refreshing, and times of refreshing are going to flow from God's presence. And his refreshing blesses you and touches you and helps you and heals you. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. You're a good God. And Lord, we just love you. We lift our voice to you tonight, and we give you all the glory and all the praise, and we welcome you here in our midst. Do great and mighty things, Lord. We just trust in you, so show us the way in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Hallelujah, Lord. You are good. God is good. Our God is good. He's good to us. He's good all the time. Goodness is His nature. Our God is good. We serve a good God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We bless your name in this place. We celebrate your goodness and the good things that you have done. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah to your name, Lord Jesus. Praise your wonderful, glorious, awesome name. Hallelujah. There's power in your name. Thank you for loving us and forgiving us and guiding us. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you that you are alive and you are well and you speak to us. shed my love abroad in your heart so that you can spread my love, the love that I love you with, the love that will never fail, the love that covers a multitude of sins, the love that holds up under anything. Spread my love and you'll see the power unveiled and you'll see the enemy flee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you may have your seats. Praise the Lord. In just a moment, we'll dismiss our kids. We have a kid's part. They'll go to their class. And uh, But isn't it awesome we can gather together on a Wednesday night to celebrate Jesus? I don't know about you, but I came for an encounter with God. We serve a good God. And he does great things. And there's a lot of good things happening, especially coming up in April. April 8th and 9th, we're having a women's conference. And we're having an angel specialist who's been studying the subject of angels for many years. His name is Dr. Michael Jacobs. You may not know him, but we have uh, seen him and... uh, there's, uh, you know, ladies, you need to get in on this. It's going to be a good time. It's just by a donation. There are uh, cards available if you need any more information. And uh, that's available to you. That's coming up April 8th, 9th. And then he'll be with us on our Sunday morning service on the 10th. And uh, if you wanted to get into our women's group, we, our women meet. It's called Woven, Women, women of Victory Who Enjoy New Life. We got any women of victory that enjoy new life? They meet on the third Friday of uh, every month at uh, 6 p.m. And our men meet on the last Saturday of the month at 8.30 a.m. And uh, our youth, you know, we have an awesome youth group, uh, New Generation Air Force. And they got some products in the back there. And uh, they'll be good for you and good for them. Go ahead and check them out. All the, all the profits of those products uh, are going to their youth camp this summer. As they're uh, taking, we're taking a large group to go to 
my alma mater, Raymond Bible uh, Training College or Raymond Bible Church for their 50th camp meeting. And it's going to be a good time. So we got a bunch of entrepreneurs in our youth group and they're awesome. And uh, if you'd like to give tonight, of course you can. You invest in the kingdom of God. You can do that anytime during the service. Uh, we have a container there and a container over there, the wood containers. And uh, you could, uh, I, and I mean anytime during the service, you can do that. There's envelopes there. If you make, a, make out a check, make it out to VCF. If you're watching online, of course, you can do it through our website. Or if you need to use a card, you can do it through our bookstore. Amen. Father, I just give you thanks and praise for the givers and the generous people that you have provided with VCF, Father. And we just take pleasure and joy in investing in your kingdom, Lord. And we just love you and praise you for your rich return. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, kids, we're going to dismiss you now to have your class. We have awesome kids' life, kids living in faith every day. And if your kids would like to go, just follow them, and you'll be with other kids upstairs there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All right. And I'm glad that you're here this Wednesday night. Many years ago, our Wednesday nights went from a prayer meeting. The Holy Spirit led us and directed us to have what's called Wednesday night refreshing. And it's found in Acts 3.19, it says, when you repent and turn to the Lord, he said, times of refreshing. I like he said times. You know, he didn't just say once, but he said times of refreshing will come directly from God's presence. Amen? And uh, sometimes we just need refreshing, especially living in the world we live in today. Glory to God. Well, if you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to Go to Revelation chapter 2, and uh, we're going to get there in just a minute. But you know, when Jesus left this earth, he left us with the greatest gift, second only to salvation, and that is the Holy Spirit. You know, I heard a preacher say, God's greatest gift to the world was Jesus Christ, but God's greatest gift to the church was the Holy Spirit. And Jesus made sure that we weren't going to be left comfortless. And he said, I'm going to send you another comforter, one just like me in nature. One who is God, and he's going to be with you always until the end of the age. And we have a marvelous, wonderful gift in the Holy Spirit. And he is the one who lives on the inside of us. And the Holy Spirit wants to bring us into all truth. It's one of his jobs. He will bring us into all truth. If there's an untruth in a matter of life, he can bring you into the truth of it. All right? And, you know, Jesus was engaged with the Holy Spirit at all times. He was in constant communication with him. And... uh You know, we can walk with God every day. God will help you in everyday life. Because who knows more about life than God? And the same spirit that directed Jesus is the same spirit that directs you. 
And we have to develop an attitude to listen to his voice. The Holy Spirit is a person. And he has a voice. Sometimes it's a still small voice on the inside. And it's that voice, you know, he's, he's our GPS system. All right? And, you, you know, your best years are ahead of you, not behind you. We don't drive according to the rearview mirror. Right? It's so small. You just get a glimpse of what's back there, but there's so much bigger opportunity in front of you. And we have to learn the word so that we can clearly hear the voice of the spirit because he speaks scripture. You know, he was the author of the book. Peter wrote, holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit They wrote down things in the book, like the Holy Spirit led them what to write. He's our inspirer. He's our leader. And we got to tune in to God's channel, right? Because he's got something to say. What he says can deliver you from danger. What What he says can deliver you from death. What he says can lead you to a blessing. What he does, what he says can enrich your life. What he says can make you have a divine connection. It's so important to hear the Holy Spirit. You know, because it's easy to get caught in the shuffle of life. How many have ever been caught in the shuffle of life? Right? Life's got a shuffle to it. And if you get caught up in that, you know, you you get turned around every which way. Right? But we gotta be ready in season and out of season. And the only way that we can do that is the Holy Spirit. He'll help you with your family. He'll help you with your business. He'll help you with your future. Amen? And in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, he makes this statement seven times. We're only going to read it once. But he says this in verse 7. He speaks to seven different churches. And he makes this statement in verse 7, Revelation 2, 7. It says, he that has an ear, let him hear what? What the Spirit says unto the churches. How many know the Spirit ought to be speaking in the church? Sometimes there's foreign spirits that speak in churches. (laughs) Amen, but not here. Amen. How many know we got to have ears? To hear. Not everybody can hear what the Spirit is saying. Not everybody knows what the Spirit is saying. But there is a group of people. There is a remnant who have been called out of darkness and brought into the light and brought into the kingdom. And they've been enabled to hear. When we got born again, we got on the same frequency as God. Why? God moved in. Amen? So we've got to be hearing what the Spirit is saying today. Right? Now go with me to Jeremiah 10. I mean Jeremiah 6. Jeremiah 6 verse 10. Alright? Jeremiah. Now, he was a prophet and a bullfrog. (laughs) They weren't the same person though, right? 
Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 10. He said, to whom shall I speak and give warning? That they may, what? Hear. Behold, their ear is uncircumcised. You know, who, you know who else was uncircumcised? Goliath. Uncircumcised means you don't have a covenant with God. And they cannot hearken or they cannot hear or listen. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach and they have no delight in it. Now, people who don't delight in the word of God aren't going to be hearing God. Right? Why? Because, well, the, first of all, if there's something that you don't like on the radio, you can change the station. Or if, you don't, if there's something you don't like on the TV, you can change the channel. Right? And people who are uncircumcised, they don't have a covenant with God, they're not going to tune into what God is saying. And, and they, they, they'll miss it. Okay? But there, but God, in order to hear the Spirit, we got to get in the Spirit. How do you get in the Spirit? You participate actively in a spiritual exercise. You attended a church service on a Wednesday night. You're participating in a spiritual activity. You sang some worship songs or praise songs. You participated in the spiritual activity. Guess what? We're in the. You know, it's easy to get in the Spirit. You've got to actively participate in a spiritual uh, exercise. If you begin to pray, right, who are you praying to? Well, God. God is a spirit. If you begin to pray in the name of Jesus, you're in the spirit, right? If you begin to read your Bible, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. When you read the Bible, you're doing a spiritual activity. You're in the spirit. You see how easy it is to get in the spirit? If you want to hear it, you got to get in the spirit. Okay? And uh, go over to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Jesus was dealing with a group of people. And John chapter 12, verse 35. Oh, hallelujah. God is saying to us tonight, you got your ears on good, buddy? Remember, that was CB talk. Remember CB's? Citizen Bands Radio, right? I used to have one. I didn't have one in my car, but, you know. How many ever watched the show Convoy and Rubber Ducky, right? They used the CB and, and, and uh, Smokey and the Bandit, right? They, they used the CB. Well, that was a form of communication. They were, try, they were communicating with one another. How many know we've got to be in communication with God? And he communicates to us via the spirit network. God is a spirit. And his spirit, he connects to us spirit to spirit. Okay? But let's start with John chapter 12, verse 35. And we got to see something here. Jesus is talking about being in the light. Being in the light is like being in the spirit. Okay, I'll I'll be reading from the Amplified, John chapter 12, verse 35. Jesus said unto them, the light is among you. Only a little while longer, 
See, he was about to exit this earth, right? But he left us with a light, didn't he? The light of the Holy Spirit. He's the flame of God. Right? He's the fire of God. Amen? So Jesus didn't leave us lightless without light. Although Jesus, the light, was going, he left another light here, okay? And then he says, while you have the light, keep living by it. You know, the Bible says the word is the light. God, Jesus is the light, the word is the light, and the Holy Spirit is the light, because they're all, they're all in harmony and agreement and unity, right? So what do you got to do with the light? You got to live in it. You got to walk in it. Amen? Are you walking in the light? If you're not in the light, where are you? You're in darkness. Notice what he said. Walk in the light, keep living in it, so that darkness will not overtake you. Let me tell you something. We're living in a dark world in dark times. And if you're not careful, darkness can overtake you. Negativity can overtake you. Right? Sorrow can overtake you. Grief can overtake you. Right? You get aggravated at the TV for no reason. Well, for lots of reasons, but... The only thing about getting aggravated with the TV, it, it, it could care less. It doesn't know if you're aggravated with it or not. So you got to walk in the light to avoid the darkness. Okay? He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. You know, someone who's in darkness, they're not being led. They don't have any direction. They don't have any guidance. They don't know where they're going. Which way do I go? Which way do I go, right? Okay? They're drifting aimlessly. Verse 36. While you have the light, believe and trust in the light. How many know you got to walk in the light by faith? you got to believe and trust in God. Amen? In spite of what's going on in the world, God is bigger. God is greater. Amen? You got to have faith in God, have faith in it, hold on to it and rely on it. You got to rely on the light. The light is the only thing that can navigate you through darkness. The light is the only thing that can prevent you from stumbling or falling or stubbing your toe. How many's ever stubbed their toe in darkness? It hurts. I've done it a few times. Don't want to do it again. Okay. He said, uh, so that you may become sons of light. We got to become children of light. A son is a position. It also includes daughters. Right? Are you a, are you a, a child of light? Well, you are if you got the light in you. Not only do you have the light in you, but you got to be listening to the light. You got to be looking at the light. Okay? You know, in utter darkness, the only path you're going to see is where the light shines. Okay? All right? You got to be filled with the light and followers of it. Okay? Jesus said these things and then he left and hid himself from them. <laughs> Hide and seek. You know, when Jesus returns again, he's going to say, ready or not, here I come. Right? Verse 37. Even though he had done so many signs and miracles before them, yet they still did not believe and failed. Did you know that faith doesn't come by miracles? 
Yes, our God is a miracle worker. He performs miracles. He still does what he, what he did when he walked this earth, right? But miracles don't, what produces faith? The word of God. See, so many people are looking for faith in miracles and you never find it. They saw miracles and they didn't believe. The Israelites who walked through the Red Sea, the people who walked through the Red Sea, they doubted God. If I was Moses, I might have just slapped some of them. I don't know. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Jesus said this to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet said. Verse 38. Lord, who has believed our message? Have you ever, Listen, I'm, I'm sure that you run into people every day who don't believe the message. How can you tell they don't believe it because the way they live, the way they talk? the way they respond, right? Believers do what it says. Non-believers don't do what it says. Very simple, okay? Notice Isaiah was speaking this long before Jesus was on the scene. To whom, the, to whom has the arm of the Lord been shown or unveiled? That, verse 39, therefore they could not believe, for Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and harden their heart. You know, a hard heart leads to a deaf ear. When you allow your heart to be hard from God's word, in other words, you're not letting God's word in. Your heart will become hard. It'll be like ground that's been baked in the sun, and you try to put a seed in it, and it just bounces, right? You got to plow that hard, hard ground up. You got to remove that hardness, right? And uh, so he blinded their minds, hardened their heart to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their heart and being converted. There's a lot of people who, who fit that bill today. And uh, otherwise, I would heal them. How many know God is willing to heal them? But you know what? You got to be open to his words. God's word is medicine. To your, all your flesh. You know why? Because God's words created you. You're made out of the words of God. That's why words of God is medicine to all your flesh. Amen? Our God still heals today. I've been healed. I've seen people heal. He still heals today. But some people reject his light, his words, and his way. Okay? And... uh Verse 41, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Verse 42, even many of the leading men believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess it. You can't be a secret believer and not confess your belief. Okay, notice this. They didn't confess it because of fear. They feared that they would be excommunicated from the synagogue. They'd be put out. So they didn't confess Jesus, even though they believe. See, if you don't believe, if you believe but don't confess, you're only half right. And you haven't completed the equation. Okay, that's like two plus what? You haven't completed the equation. If you believe and don't confess, Jesus said, if you don't confess me before man, I won't confess you before my father. That's Jesus. All right. Verse 43, 
They love the approval of man more than the approval of God. Oh, my goodness. Whoo. A lot of leaders would fit that bill. They love the praise of men more than the praise of God. See, if you, if you love the praise of men, you're a man pleaser. And if you're a man pleaser, you are disqualifying yourself from the light. Okay? Verse 44. Jesus loudly declared. Oh, I thank God he's not silent. Okay, he loudly declared, the one who believes and trusts in me does not believe only in me, but believes in him who sent me. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in God. Why? He came from God. He's, he's God's image. He's in God's likeness. Amen? He said, whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as a light into the world so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior uh will not continue to live in darkness. When you put your trust in Jesus, you've got to leave darkness behind and you, you can enjoy the light. How many want to enjoy the light? We've got to leave darkness. Dark ways, dark thinking, dark treating people. Right? That's darkness. Who operates in darkness? The deceiver. The liar. The thief. You know, thieves don't steal when there's bright light out sometimes. <laughs> Mostly, they like to go when they can't be seen. Right? That's why you ever walk, go by a bank? You see how many lights are on on the bank? It prevents thievery. I used to work in a bank. They leave the lights on on purpose. Glory to God. Listen, <laughs> Satan got his light knocked out when he got kicked out of heaven. He got his lights put out. He, he, is, he is stuck in darkness. Okay? But verse 47, if anyone hears my words, notice hearing, and does not keep them. I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge and condemn the world. But whoever rejects me and my teachings, the word judges him. You know, when you, you, if you reject God's word, it's the word that's going to judge you. Right? So here is Jesus telling us these things. And he's talking about how, what we do with what we hear. And we gotta be, listen, there's a lot of lies in this world. And we, the only, the only author of truth is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus. And the Father God. And the Word of God. Of course, Jesus is the Word. Right? He's the Word made flesh. And He dwelt among us. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, I'm just going to highlight some verses. I'm going to give you, how many ever remember the cliff notes? You know, whenever you had to do a book, a book uh, study in school, and you didn't want to read the whole book, you get the cliff notes. Not that I've ever gotten cliff notes. No, I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. Cliff notes will give you the highlight of the story. <laughs> well, you're... You're blessed. You didn't get to have them. All right. Proverbs 4 is about hearing God. It's about hearing his voice. So I'm just going to highlight some verses. Verse 1, he says you've got to hear the Father's instruction. How many know the Father wants to instruct you? But how many know an instruction is only good if it's heard? An instruction is no good if you don't hear it. 
If you're driving down the highway and someone's telling, someone's telling you that you can't hear, that the bridge is out, and you keep going, not hearing the instructions is not going to help you. Okay? So we got to hear the Father. The Father has to instruct us, right, in the way that we should go. Verse 2, he says, pay attention and be willing to learn. You know, you've you got to pay attention and you've got to be willing to learn. We're called disciples. A disciple is a learner. We've got to be teachable. Right? If you know everything, then you're too big for the kingdom. You know, you, you read a scripture and say, I know that. But they don't, you don't see it operate in their life. See, if you want to gain wisdom, if you want to gain understanding and discernment, you've got to pay attention and be willing to learn. Don't turn away from God. You've got to keep your focus on God. There's a lot of distractions in this world that are trying to distract you from the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, he taught me and said to me, let your heart, heart hold fast to my words, keep your commandments and live. Or keep my commandments and live, sorry. How many know when you keep God's word, it produces life? Right? Verse 5, he says, get wisdom. Get skillful and godly wisdom. It's available to you. Did you know that wisdom is available to you? James said, anyone who lacks wisdom, what are we supposed to do? Ask of God who gives to all men liberally. Okay? Get wisdom, acquire understanding. How are you going to do that? You're going to come to the Lord and listen. You're going to be like Mary, Martha, or, uh, Martha and Lazarus' sister. What did she do? She sat at Jesus' feet. What was she doing? She was listening to every word he said. And who chose the better part in that moment? She did. That was the better part. Yeah, there was stuff that needed to be done. Sometimes you've got to put the stuff that needs to be done on hold, and you've got to sit and listen to him. Why? He's got to direct, you've got to let God direct the course of your life so that you can get to where you need to be. Well, I'm retired now, so, yeah, but you still need direction. Amen? Your retirement plan is out of this world. If you're still on the earth, you've still got some things to do. Right? I work for a rich Jew. His retirement plan is out of this world. Listen, you can always refire. Just, just because you're not doing your quote-unquote work anymore, you can still work for the kingdom. Amen? Listen, just, just run, run as fast as you can till the end. Keep running your race. Amen? Keep plugging along. Yeah, maybe you're physically limited about what you can do, but there's things that you can do for God. I remember I heard a story or read a story about this lady who lost her sight. And uh, she started writing letters. I don't know how she did, but she wrote letters to prisoners. Or she was confined in her house or something. She started writing letters to prisoners and sharing the gospel. She led how many, people, how many prisoners to the Lord? from her home because she, she refused to quit and give up because she still had life in her. Amen? I, at Rama this past uh, week, uh, Winter Bible Seminar, one of the uh, people associated with Rama, she won the silver medal in the Paralympics in judo and she doesn't have any center sight. She only uses her peripheral vision. But she won the judo, silver medal in judo. Anyway, back to 
Proverbs 4, verse 7. Get, get skillful in godly wisdom. Get understanding. Actively seeking spiritual discernment. This is the Amplified. Mature comprehension and logical interpretation. How are you going to navigate through what's happening in the world if you're not connected to the Holy Spirit? What does all this mean? Yeah, wars and rumors of wars. It just means that the birth pangs are happening. Amen? And you've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to pray for countries like Ukraine. Ukraine. We're going to pray for Ukraine in, in just a moment. You've got to prize and embrace wisdom. Here, verse 10, hear and accept his sayings. Everybody say, hear and accept. A lot of people hear and reject. But you've got to hear and accept. How do you accept? You say, yes, Lord. Now, what was the question? Everybody say, yes, Lord. You don't, need, you don't need to know what the question is. You just be in a position of readiness and willingness and obedience. Okay? All right, verse 20. Pay attention to my words. He speaks through his Bible and he speaks through his spirit today. Amen? Be willing to learn. Incline your ear to my sayings. That means you've got to get closer and closer to God. Why? Verse 22. They are life to those who find them. You want life? Find his words. And their health to all your flesh. Glory to God. You got medicine for all from head to toe right here. It's called the W-O-R-D. You, you can't get it at CVS. You can't get it at Rite Aid. You can't get it at Walmart. But it's available to everyone from heaven. Glory to God. And the Holy Spirit is your pharmacist. He'll tell you which one to go to and which the right one for you for your situation. Go to Romans 8.14. Romans verse 8.14. Are we having a good time? I know I am. It's so important today to listen to the Holy Spirit. We got to be spiritually in tune. We got to be spiritually active. I mean, the Holy Spirit lives in you. He's with you when you're sleeping. He's with you when you wake up. He's with you when you're eating lunch. He's with you when you're driving. He's with you when you're having fun. So you might as well live right because he's with you all the time. He knows everything you do, everything you think, everything you say. So you might as well just live right. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by what? By the Spirit of God. There's a lot of spirits, but you've got to be led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Another way to say it is, as many as allow the Holy Spirit to lead them. See, not everybody allows the Holy Spirit to lead them. Some people are from Missouri. That's the show me state. Some people are led by what they feel. Some people are led by their experience or their past. Some people are led by the opinions of others. All that is bondage. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. 
and it's your choice. He, he won't force his direction on you. He's a gentleman. He will give you the opportunity to accept or reject his input. And his input is always available to anyone who asks him. But if you don't know him, it's kind of hard to ask him, isn't it? it like, if you, if you don't know what his voice sounds like, how do you know it's him speaking to you? How do you get to know someone's voice? You listen, what else? T-I-M-E. Spend time with them. You know, a funny story. My mom's probably watching, but that's okay. <laughs> Love you, mom and dad. But one time they were out of town, and uh, I was at home. I was a teenager in Illinois, and, and my mom called the house. And uh, I answered, and she said, are you home? And I said, well, yeah, you called home. I'm, I'm answering the phone. This was pre-cell phone, right? You know, this is when we had to have the phone in the house, right? Well, yeah, you, you called the home. I'm here. That's, I'm answering. I, of course I'm home. I just, it just was funny. Go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. And let's see how this worked in the life of Jesus. Do you know that Jesus was led by the Spirit just like he wants us to be led by the Spirit? Luke chapter 4. See, in order to flow with the Holy Spirit, we've got we to be able to know his voice. Verse 1. And Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. You know, it's a lot easier to hear his voice when you're full of him. He returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Oh, Jesus is allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him into the wilderness. Well, I don't want to go there. Yeah, but you've got to let him lead you. Why? Because he'll lead you to a wilderness to work on your character. Oh, you don't think your character needs work. Well, that, that, that shows us that it does. If you don't think your character needs work, then it really does a lot. Right? You know, sometimes he'll lead you where you don't want to go. I'm sure that Joseph would have picked another way. He, he, I'm sure that Joseph could have said, God, can I get a travel agent and go, Egypt, go to Egypt somewhere a different way? No, God chose to take him to Egypt that way as a slave. Didn't matter how he got there. He just needed to be in Egypt. Right? See, the question is, are you going to follow God wherever he's leading you? That's the question. Are you going to do your will or are you going to do his will? That's the question. Jesus was committed to do God's will. So if you want, to go, if you want me to go in the wilderness, I'm going. Okay? What happened in the wilderness? He was tempted. He was tempted in all points like we are, but with no sin. Everybody say no sin. All right? Now go down to verse 14. Notice he was full of the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit in verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee, into Galilee, and there went out fame of him through all the region. See, when you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're led by the Spirit, he will empower you. 
He will fill you with his power and his goodness and his might and his strength. And that's when things will start happening in your life. That's when things will start happening in your church. That's when things will start happening in your home. How many know that you need power to face the darkness? You need power to overcome the enemy. Amen? Jesus was, he went in the power. He returned in the power. He was full, he was led, and he had the power. Amen? Glory to God. All right, go to verse 18. Jesus himself declared, he picked up the scroll of Isaiah and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me. He smeared him with the anointing. The anointing is the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. Right? We know Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil because God was with him. How many know you need power to do what God wants you to do? Amen? And the Holy Ghost is our powerhouse. The Holy Spirit, he's our powerhouse. But you got to listen to him. You're not going to have the power of the Holy Spirit until you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, you'll have his power. That's how it works. Amen? All right? And his power was to what? To... uh to preach the gospel, to proclaim good news, to heal the brokenhearted. If you've ever had a broken heart, Jesus can heal it. To preach deliverance to the captives. What do you say to a captive? The doors are open. Come on out. Right? And to the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that have been bruised, abused, oppressed. There's freedom and deliverance and healing and help. From Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 12 for just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now I want you to look at verse 1. Paul is writing to the church here, and he tells them, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you what? Ignorant. God, doesn't, God wants you to know about these gifts, right? He wants you to know about their operations. He wants you to know about their functions, right? You heard one tonight. It's called tongues and interpretation. That's a spiritual gift, Okay? He says in verse 4, he said there are different gifts, right? There are different gifts. They have their different kinds, different degrees, different streams, different endowments, right? You know, it's boring just to get one, one gift at Christmas. I like a variety, right? I like a smorgasbord. When I was young, my parents arranged for a bag to be put on our front porch and the doorbell to ring, and I would run as fast as I can. I'd open the door. There'd be no one there but this bag. And that bag was for me. That's why I was so excited. How are you going to know which gift you need to operate in if you're not hearing his voice? 
How are you going to be able to pick the gift? Right? Okay? Then he says, verse 5, there's different gifts but the same Spirit. How many know that God is diversity and unity? Look at someone next to you. Do you see anybody in here that looks the same? God is a God of diversity. Right? Even twins are different. They have some differential things, right? So God likes diversity. God's a creator. He likes color. He likes diversity. Diversity of expression. Amen. Okay? Then he says in verse 5, there's different administrations. Right? Different administrations or offices or functions. We have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Right? We have the giver. We have the helps minister. We have the children's minister. We have uh, the youth pastors. We have all different kinds of gifts, and they function differently, right? And and God has these offices, and not every office operates the same way. And everybody says, that's okay. You just got to be listening to the same Holy Spirit. Right? There's different administrations, but the same Lord. Because the Holy Spirit and the Lord... Perfect agreement, perfect harmony, they work together. Right? There's no difference in speech. There's no difference in ideas. There's no difference in opinion. They share the same opinion, the same ideas. Amen? Because they get the same results. All right? And then, the last one, uh, verse 6, there's different operations, but the same God who works in all. Right? How are you going to know which gift, which administration, which operation is for you unless you're listening to him? You got to be listening to him, right? I really didn't know what I was going to preach tonight until about 2.40. And I went to go pick up Josiah. I'm saying, okay, God, whatever you want, right? And he just dropped some scriptures into my plate. I'm like, God, you're so good. You're so cool. You know, I've learned not to get unnerved, because you may think it's the last minute, but God's never late. God, you just got to keep walking and trusting God, and he will work it out. Amen? Glory to God. All right? So different administration, different operation, same Lord, same God, same Holy Spirit. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to, for every man to profit. God wants to bless everyone with the operation of his gifts. All right? I'm not going to go into the gifts tonight, but there's nine of them that are listed. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretation, prophecy, uh, gift of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. And uh, if I missed one, they're right there. You can look it up. But there's nine of them, right? Go to Acts 13. I'm almost done. Acts 13. I want you to see that people led, people were led by the Holy Spirit just like you and I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Acts 13 verses 1 and 2. Now there were in the church, everybody say the church. God's church is his organization that he implemented, he started, he began, and he heads up on the earth. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. We are a blood-bought, glorious, spotless church. Amen. We are the bride of Christ. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Acts 13, verses 1 and 2. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, uh, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, a.k.a. Paul. So Paul was a teacher and a prophet also. Look at verse 2. And as they ministered to the Lord, they're engaged, actively engaged in a spiritual exercise. They're ministering to God, worshiping, praising, whatever. And in that atmosphere, and they fasted. That's another spiritual discipline. So they're ministering to the Lord, they're fasting, and what happened? The Holy Ghost, what? He said. That means he's got a voice. Everybody say, the Holy Ghost said. He said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. They were called, but now came their time of separation to that call. But see, as they engaged in a spiritual exercise, it created an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit spoke, and they all heard their voice. They all heard that voice. All right? The Holy Spirit said, all right, go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Look at verse 19. Peter was having an encounter with God, and he was on a rooftop meditating and praying, and God gave him a vision. Verse 19, while Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek you. Therefore, get down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. (laughs) How would you like to have three strangers come to your door? And you've just been sitting on the roof and the Holy Spirit says, get down, go with them, doubt nothing. Okay. How many know you got to have confidence in the voice? Right? Peter had confidence in the voice. Why? Because he did what he, he did what the Holy Spirit said and there was a great meeting waiting for him. All right, go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. I know I said that before. We're closer than we were before. All right. Acts chapter 8 and uh, verse 26. This is with Philip. He was down in Samaria. And the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise, go toward the south unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. Okay, you got to have confidence in the voice. Right? And he arose and went. Say he arose and went. That's how we got to respond to the Holy Spirit's voice. We just got to do what he says. Amen. And when you know him, you have confidence to do that. All right. Okay. He arose and went. And behold, a man from Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasury, the queen's accountant happened to be riding at that same spot in a chariot. God knows how to make connections. Now, do you realize God didn't say that there's going to be an Ethiopian accountant there? He gave him the place to be, and he had to be there. Okay? All right? And uh, he he had come to Jerusalem to worship. Verse 28, he was returning... And sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Just a, just a casual reading. You know, he had to read from a scroll. Okay? Verse 29. Here we go. 
Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran there. He didn't walk there. He didn't drag his feet. He ran there. And guess what? That Ethiopian got saved. That Ethiopian got baptized. Amen? But Philip wouldn't have known that had not God said and had not the Holy Spirit said. Right? But because he has a voice. Amen? And then finally, go to Jude 20. Jude, Jude chapter, well, it only has one chapter. Jude, verse 20, and then we're done. It's a little book right before Revelation. Jude 20. Listen to this. This is how to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Jude one twenty. it says, But you, beloved, say, I'm God's beloved. Yeah, when God thinks of you, he thinks of you as his beloved. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the what? See, when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, the the common uh, result is speaking in other tongues, a language you've never learned or studied. Okay, one more scripture, then I'm done. Sorry. Romans chapter 8. I promise, this is the last two scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Okay? we got to hear his voice. He's speaking to us today. His voice can deliver you from danger. It can protect you from harm. It can bring you a blessing. It can correct problems in your family or in your home. It can get you to the right business, the right career, the right relationship. It can help you avoid wrong relationships. How many know we need that just as much? Romans 8.26, Likewise, the Spirit... Helps our infirmities. That's not sickness, that's weakness. Anybody here got weaknesses? We all do. We have weaknesses and strengths. How many know the Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses? He helps our infirmities, our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, it should be himself, he's not an it. He's not cousin it from the Adams family. Okay, he's a person. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He searches the hearts. He knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I'm telling you, when you have a weakness, you can hook up with the Holy Spirit and he will intercede for you and he will pray on God's perfect will. But we have this wonderful opportunity, this marvelous privilege to be able to hear his voice, to know his voice, to discern his voice, and to listen to his voice. Because he's got something to say. And what he says will help you. What he says will strengthen you. What he says will give you life. What he says will make all the difference in the world. Amen? Are you hearing what the Spirit is saying to us today? He's saying some things. He's speaking some things. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's saying if there's anybody here that needs to be healed in your body, he's a healing God. God wants to heal your body. He is the great physician. He is known. One of his names is Jehovah Rophe. He's the healer. Amen. So if you need to be healed, 
I want you to come up right now. We're just going to pray for you. Maybe you need help in life or help to find your way. Maybe you need direction in the name of Jesus. He'll give you direction. Do we have something a little bit slower tonight? We need something maybe a little bit slower if you have it. Hallelujah. God will give you direction. God will give you help. God will give you healing. God will give you strength. Hallelujah. He's got all kinds of things, things that we deal with in life, things that we can't. If you need any of those things, come on up right now. Hallelujah. There's an anointing here right now. Jesus was, God gave him an anointing, and that anointing breaks yokes, and it removes burdens. And maybe God's calling you closer to himself. Maybe God's calling you to choose Jesus. Amen? Why? It's the greatest choice, just like the Ethiopian. He didn't know what he was reading, but he needed someone to explain it. We have a good God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need healing? Healing, it belongs to you. It's been purchased with blood. It's been sealed. So, Father, with the power of the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, I call her healed and whole completely from head to toe in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Healing. You've got your radio tuned on to his station. It's called the life station. Receive his life. His words are life to all your flesh from your head down, your organs, your skin, your bones, your body. In the name of Jesus, your joints. I give you thanks and praise, Father. You are his healer, his life giver, his restorer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Healing. Four months you've had what? Mm. My eyes your, your body.